2: And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks.
0: What's up everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks presented by the US Marine Corps. DJ, Bucky here. And Bucky, we got to put seatbelts on today cuz we got a a man, we got a fast thrill ride of a show today.
3: I mean, we got a lot of stuff going on. We're going to talk about perfect pairs, NFC East and NFC South and I'm going to give you my favorite mid-round edge rusher.
0: And in between there, we're going to talk to two of the best receivers in this draft class. Two guys I don't think will go on round one, but we're going to hear very early on day two, uh, second or third round, big-time players there. And Zay Jones from East Carolina, Chad Hansen from Cal, but one of, one of the better vertical receivers in this draft class. But, Buck, I think we've got to talk about some breaking news that we have. And I say breaking. It's been breaking for a while, but now it seems like, okay, this is really going to happen with Marshawn Lynch and the Raiders.
3: Yeah, it seems like Marshawn Lynch and the Raiders are negotiating a deal. The Seahawks and the Raiders are working to negotiate a trade. Uh, From the Oakland Raiders' standpoint, this is exactly what you've been looking for. You lose Latavius Murray in free agent. You let him go, but you get a chance to bring back a hometown hero. Marshawn Lynch gives them exactly what they need in the backfield. Big, physical, punishing runner who is an underrated leader and a great teammate he could help them get over the top in the AFC West.
0: And that's our insider Ian Rappaport who's been dropping the knowledge about this. Uh, looks like it's going to happen. looks like it's going to go down. I don't know. It takes them out of the running back market completely. I think they need to add another back, Bucky. But I think in this draft that's loaded, fourth, fifth round, you can find a guy.
3: Well, I think it takes some of the pressure off. They don't have to expend a first-round pick to get a runner back. I still think they can go and get one in the second round that can serve as an apprentice to Marshawn Lynch. You have to understand, when you take Marshawn Lynch, you're not necessarily getting him to be a 300 carry back. You're getting him for the stretch run. Yeah. December, January, when it kind of gets thick and you want to take a little pressure off Derek Carr to not have to carry the entire team, you want that balance. That's what Marshawn Lynch is there. And we saw in the playoff game, even though Derek Carr wasn't available, Amari Cooper, Michael Crabs, he had a tough time getting away from coverage. You got a big back in there. You're sure of getting one-on-one on the outside. That makes everybody's job easier. Yeah, kind of bring that safety on down. Bring that you gotta safety you got to drop him down. in the box. you yeah, got to respect him, him.
0: Yeah, to respect him. I, I agree with you there. All right, let's jump in here on perfect pairings. We're doing NFC East today. Uh, why don't you start us off here with the Eagles and their 14th pick. Who would be a perfect fit for this football? Here we go,
3: Philadelphia Eagles 14th pick. Mike Williams is a perfect pick for them. If you're building this offense around Carson Wentz, you want to make sure he has playmakers and weapons on the outside. Doug Peterson had talked about improving in the passing game. Mike Williams gives them an the opportunity to do so. Big physical number one receiver, playmaker down in the red zone. Has some of the best hands that you'll see on these alley-oop catches. He expands the strike zone for Carson Wentz and allows them to have a feature player in the passing game. You talk about
0: Alshon Jeffrey on one side, Mike Williams on the other. Woo-hoo. You just play over the heads of the defense. I love that pick there at 14. Pick 43, they got to get a corner. I, I Look, they'd be stoked, I believe, if you had Quincy Wilson kind of fall in their lap here from the University of Florida. Ran in the mid to low 4.5s. Okay, not a burner, but he's a big, physical, get-your-hands-on-a-receiver type corner, and you see right there he can play the ball down the field.
3: It plays the ball down the field well, plays perfectly in that defense. Zone-based system, you can let your corner sit off, sometimes reroute and cover two. Quincy Wilson would be a nice fit there. I like both of those guys for the Eagles. All right, let's move on now to the Washington
0: Redskins, who own the 17th pick. And to me, the more I think about this pairing of potentially adding in Hassan Reddick from from Temple, the more I like it. Because you talk about somebody that can play off the ball on rundowns. He can run sideline to sideline, all kinds of range and athleticism they bring to the mix can cover. And then also, if you get in some passing situations, you want to let him get his hand on the ground opposite of
3: Kerrigan, let him go hunt quarterbacks, he can do that. Gives Greg Minuski, their new defensive coordinator, plenty of options to attack the offense. You have a guy that can play inside on rundowns, go outside, can blitz. He can do a lot of different things, and he's athletic enough to cover. Perfect linebacker for them. But at 49, they have to get better at stopping the run. How about Dalvin Tomlinson? For Ooh, Malibu? I like that one. Underrated throughout this entire process. Rock-solid run defender. One of those blue-collar guys that does all the dirty work. He helps this team get better because he can occupy and eat up blockers and allow those runbackers – those linebackers to running checks. Yeah,
0: you can't move him off the ball when you study them. He is so stout and so strong at the point of attacking. He's got a little more quickness, I think, than people give him credit for. Uh, let's keep things rolling here. Let's go over to the Giants, Bucky. They own the 23rd
3: pick. Who do you like? Look, I'm going to go and give them something that they haven't had since Jeremy Shockey. How about a big play tight in in the middle of the field, David Njoku. I know David is one of your favorite players. am a Njoku guy? What he, can I look, say? He has Pro Bowl potential. Long, athletic, Versatile, can play outside, can play inside, can be a bit of an inline traditional tight end. Has big playability, and in this offense where he's surrounded by talent on the outside, he could be a difference maker, a game changer between the hashes.
0: All right, who do you like? Or actually, I'll take this one. Let's go fifty-five. I think offensive line. If they don't address address it at twenty-three, I think that's an option for him. Antonio Garcia from Troy who just plays with a little nastiness to him. He's got an edge to him. He finishes plays. Bucky, there's there's some snaps where you watch him and he goes off the screen. He yeah. latches on, drives his man, and, and I'm watching from the tight copy of the end zone. Where the, where the, I can't find him. He's gone. He took
3: the dude all the way off the screen. Fat, feisty, nasty, physical upgrades their offensive line. They need to continue to build the pieces around Eli Manning. Upgrading the offensive line is a nice way to start.
0: All these teams, though, they're chasing the Dallas Cowboys. And when you look at the Cowboys and what they need, you start on the defensive side of the ball. We can look in the secondary. But I think you talk about it all the time, building your defense front to back. And Charles Harris, to me, as an edge rusher, makes a lot of sense for this football team Polish, you see a little nifty inside spin here against Florida. Great hands. Uh, He's ready to come in and make an impact right away. He could be a double-digit sack guy year one. I think he can be
3: a double-digit sack artist. In Rod Marinelli's defense, where they really pride themselves on hustle, hit, and determination, he can do that. I'm going to go in the back end and continue to help upgrade this Cowboys defense. How about Rasul Douglas from West Virginia? Long, rangy ball hawk. Nice fit in this system. They play cover one, a little man free on early downs, but their bread and butter is to get in that Tampa 2 and allow their corners to read the quarterback. Outstanding hands. Some of the best hands in the draft, no matter what position. I like this pair. I like the two guys that we have going to Dallas Cowboys. All right, we
0: checked the, the NFC East off. We've got them taken care of. Let's move on now to the NFC South. And man, Some explosive offenses in this division, Bucky, but we've got a chance now to either supplement that offense with even more weapons or we go to the defensive side of the ball. Let's start with the Panthers. Fell off big time last year. Cam Newton's coming off of an injury right now. They got the eighth overall pick. What do they do?
3: We got to build around the quarterback. Cam Newton fell off. He went from being an MVP to really struggling. I want to make sure that we build up the pieces around him. Leonard Fournette is the first piece that I want to get because I want to make sure the Panthers get back to their identity as a tough, physical, blue-collar football team. This is a guy that is a hard hat and lunch pail running back. Physical, aggressive, violent finisher of his runs, has big play potential, and with Jonathan Stewart, at 30 years old, you're looking for the next guy that can kind of carry the torch. Leonard Fournette is that guy. Yeah,
0: and it's weird to say a steal with the eighth pick, but I think this would be a steal for him. If he falls to
3: him, turn to that say. card
0: in. Don't waste any time. All right, at pick number 40, how about a guy that uh, that we both like and we've talked to? That's Zay Jones, to me the wide receiver from East Carolina. He makes a lot of sense for this football team. Give him another weapon in the passing game. Big physical on the outside, Bucky. We've talked about it a lot underneath stuff on tape, but you go to the senior bowl, see him get over the top. Uh, I think he'd be a great weapon for this football. I
3: think he's an improvement over what they had in T. Again, I believe he can run the route tree down the field. He can be the vertical playmaker. With the big guys on the outside, Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funches, you need someone that still can stretch the defense and run routes. Zay Jones is a perfect complement to those big –
0: Watch this. This is called the tease. We're going to talk to Zay Jones a little bit later on in the show
3: nice tease. And it's going to be a good one. All right,
0: let's uh let's keep things rolling here with the Saints, the 11th overall pick. Tack McKinley to me from UCLA. Started out in the process. We're talking about maybe him in the late teens, early 20s. I think he's back up here in the mix now. You talk about right around the top ten because he's so explosive off the edge. And, Bucky, I say it every time with this kid, the effort, man, it just blows you away how hard he plays.
3: Effort matters as pass rushers. It's not always going to be clean. You're not going to be able to escape some of the clutches of these elite offensive tackles. But if you outwork them, you can get to the quarterback. He has proven that he can do that. The next guy that we're going to pair him with, how about Adoree Jackson from USC? Going with the 32nd pick, Adoree Jackson is a world-class athlete and a big-time playmaker. He can contribute in a couple different ways. Really he could be a three-phase player, defense, special teams, and offense. As an occasional gadget player, he can help them. Not quite polished as a corner, but he's going to give you contributions means He could be a Pro Bowl punt returner. From day one,
0: yeah, I like that pick. That's great value there at pick number thirty-two. Let's move on now to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
3: Own the nineteenth overall pick, Doug Martin. We don't know what's going to go on there, Bucky. You thinking running back? Thinking absolutely about a big-time running back from Florida State, Dalvin Cook, reuniting him with Jameis Winston. Dalvin Cook, terrific playmaker, three one-thousand-yard seasons at Florida State, forty-six touchdowns, explosive running between the tackles, also has the burst and wiggle to take it the distance, catches the ball out the backfield everything that you're looking for as an RB1 in the National Football League.
0: Yeah, I like that one uh, as well, reuniting there with his quarterback. All right, pick number 50. Let's get a corner in here. Got some age in that secondary. Let's get Tease Tabor. You can team him up with last year's first-round pick. Vernon Hargraves, former teammates in college, now they're teammates once again in the NFL. Tabor famously ran slow at his pro day, Bucky, uh, an awful time in the four sevens. I didn't think the speed was a major issue when you studied him on tape. That, though, will drop him down the second round. At pick number 50, I think it makes some sense.
3: It puts him right in range. To pair him up with his teammate, his former teammate, Vernon Hargraves, who can hold him a little accountable, they can challenge each other. Both of these guys have alpha personalities. And then the scheme fit, Mike Smith's zone defense is a nice fit for T's Tabor. A little cover two, some cover three, allow him to play off, sometimes use his hands. I like that fit.
0: All right, let's go to the team that just came up just a little short for a Super Bowl last year, the Falcons, at pick number 31, Let's get him an edge rusher, somebody that can compliment what they already have there to close out games, something they couldn't do in the Super Bowl. Let's get T.J. Watt, throw him on the opposite side of Vic Beasley, let these guys go get after quarterbacks. The thing that the Atlanta
3: Falcons do better than anybody, they really do a great job of having these situational packages where they have pass rushes and different body types on their defense, T.J. Watt can rush off the edge. He can play linebacker. He can do a bunch of different things. That versatility is a huge asset for the Falcons. But I also want to upgrade their offense and their offensive line. How about Taylor Moulton? M- M- yeah, M- get M- him in there. Taylor Moulton, Western Michigan, comes in. Physical player, very solid. I like the way he controls it at the point of attack. Look, we can line up and play him outside. I think he can kick down inside and play guard. This Atlanta Falcons team has gotten better because they've added pieces to their offensive line. This is another piece that helps push them over the top and allows them to retain their spot. Top isn't the is there a side. song about him, Slow Motin' baby? Uh, maybe
0: no, maybe, no, maybe like that motion. Slow All, right. Motin'. All right, Bucky, you know, uh, you know, I'm a sympathetic guy. And uh, I feel for people out there. I, I like to think of myself as somebody that can feel the pain of others. And I'm I'm sympathetic to those people that keep buying these store pack five pack underwear. I mean, what what are you doing, people? I I, I don't. Let, know. Let's step your game up a little bit, and let's get let's get with me undies. That's where it's
3: at. Yeah. W- w- what are me undies? Oh, ho, ho, tell me. Ass. I'm dying to know. Oh, just some seriously soft feel-good in undies delivered right to your door, Daniel Jeremiah. You know where
0: they're made. They're made in, L- in L.A. from sustainably sourced modal, a fabric three times softer than cotton. Uh, undies softer than soft. They're, I'm going to go ahead and say it. They're lux undies. They come in ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shades, your favorite adventurous patterns,
3: I, 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 I got like, some panda. I, like, I, like I got some
0: pants. ones with pandas on I'm not yeah. going to lie. They're, they're pretty nice. And, and, uh, and guess what? What, what What's you up? Can save
3: a little time and a little money each month with a monthly subscription. And
0: if you're not ready for a subscription, that's all right. That's okay. Uh, no need to apologize. You can still save. That's because Me Undies is offering you 20% off your first pair. you got a special URL MeUndies.com slash NFL 2017. Get 20% off your first pair.
3: So go ahead, revamp your underwear drawer. You deserve it. Once again, that's Me slash NFL 2017. Undies.com slash NFL27.
0: We're just looking out for you. We're just trying to help you with your underwear game. Get your underwear game right. All right, uh, let's move on now to some wide receivers in this draft class. Got a chance to visit with two of them. And uh, fascinating, two different, totally different guys, but two really, really good football players. Uh, so let's hear first from Chad Hanson. This is Chad Hansen. Our conversation with him, a wide receiver from Cal. Excited to welcome in uh, one of the top wide receivers in this year's draft class. Chad Hanson joins us uh, live from Cal. He's at the football facility there. you got the nice pictures there behind you. Yeah. Uh, Chad, hey, thanks for joining us. I, I want to start off uh, with how you ended up at Cal. I've heard this story, but it's very unique, uh, your background and how you ended up there. Why don't you run us through that?
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was coming out of Moorpark High School. I didn't have any offers except for one that came pretty late, and that was to Idaho State, which is a – uh, D1 AA school and so I played it played my freshman year there um, decided that that you know it was probably my best interest if I if I decided to uh, transfer up and I, and I thought I could I was you know I I wanted to play against the best competition possible and, and you know coming from growing up in in Southern California watching the Pac-12 every weekend uh, for me the the top the top level was the Pac-12 and and that's that had always been my dream. So I decided, you know, there's no better time than then to to uh, try that out. So so it actually it worked out. It worked out really well for me. But um, yeah, so so I contacted Cal. They got back to me and and it's just sort of history from there. And I'm extremely lucky to have that opportunity.
3: You know, you had an opportunity to play with a lot of terrific players, particularly in that wide receiver room, a bunch of guys that have gone on to the National Football League. What have you been able to learn from their growth as National Football League players to prepare you for this moment to go into the NFL?
4: Oh, yeah. You know, they, I was extremely lucky. There were six uh, wide receivers just from last year uh, that are now playing in the NFL and, and being able to be behind them and, and watch how they uh, conduct themselves every single day, you know, in the facility, um, on the field, all that stuff. So I think, I think being able to watch them and, and try to mimic what they do uh, really helped me grow as a person and, and as a player, and I think, um, yeah, you know, them coming back and and telling me what to expect has has really been helpful um, on this journey towards the draft and and after that. So uh, they they've been a big help so far. How was your combine experience? Hmm. It was, <laughs> combine I think combine is pretty much similar for everybody. I think it's more of a mental grind than a physical grind. Um, you know the only thing that's on TV is the is the uh, uh, workout at the end um, on the last day but you know what I heard before I got there the combine is for medical stuff and interviews and so that, that is definitely the truth because you know you spend three of the three of the f- four days you're there doing interviews and medical stuff so um it was definitely a, a great experience just being with all the top athletes in this class so um, it's a, definitely an experience that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. You know, when you look at yourself
3: on tape, you make a ton of splash plays, you caught a bunch of balls. Um, if you could describe your game and what it looks like at the next level, what would you say the strengths and weaknesses of your game are?
4: Well, I think, um, starting with the weaknesses, I think, uh, definitely being in the spread offense and being an air raid offense. Um, I think, I think the one knock on me is I I haven't had to learn, um, you know, like, like play calls and all that stuff. Cause most of our stuff is concept and, and stuff like that. And, and route running, I wasn't really asked to run the full route tree here at Cal. And, um, that's something, or those are both things that I've been really working on, uh, since the end of the season until now. And I think that's, that's one of my strong points now, but, um, strengths, I think, I think that I have, uh, really good hands um, that's that's something i really pride myself on and is is winning 50 50 balls and just being there for the quarterback when when he thinks i'm going to be there and and uh, helping him have trust in me and and so i think i think that's that's huge for a receiver being able to be trustworthy for the quarterback because if if that's not there then you know you're never going to get any balls and so i think that's that's the relationship I tried to build with Davis in this offseason and, and through the season.
0: One thing uh, we do as scouts, you're always looking for comparisons for players. And when I look at the way you get vertical and make plays down the field, remind me a little bit of Jeremy Macklin when he was coming out of Missouri and watching him and the plays that he made, obviously went on to uh, to be a first round pick, so had a really nice career with the Eagles and with the chiefs. Mm-hmm. I-, I love what he brings to the table. Is there somebody when you watch games on Sunday, you see a player that maybe reminds you of yourself?
4: Well, yeah, I think, you know, as a football player and, and probably everybody else in this draft tries to mimic as many things as they can from every receiver. Take the best and take the best of every receiver and try to try to mimic that and try to try to do that on the field. And that's I think that's what I try to do. So watching Jordy Nelson or, or Larry Fitzgerald, watching them um, set up their opponent and and, you know, winning Winning the play before the snap is even, um, or before the snap, I think that's that's huge in the next level, just the mental game, really. I mean, because everybody's a great athlete, and I think that's the way to uh, separate yourself. And I think I think watching them, you can really you can really see that.
3: You know, you're fortunate that, Cal, you've had an opportunity to play with a couple great quarterbacks. You had Jerry Goff, obviously, early, but this year you had a chance to play with Davis Webb. Tell us a little bit about Davis Webb from his play to his leadership. How was he able to kind of help you guys this
4: year? I he's a he's a great leader. I think I think that's one thing that that everybody knew right when he walked in the locker room that he was going to be the leader of the team. And and you know whenever anything bad was going on, he everybody would look to him, and and you know he would have some something to calm everybody down um, in the huddle, something like that. So his leadership skills are 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 great, and he he's super intense. And I, I think that that really helps the team get going and all that stuff too. But um but I think, I think his, his best attribute is off the field. Um, his, the time that he puts in the, the hours of film and, and uh, understanding defenses and, and going over all that stuff. I think that's why he's able to be successful on the field.
0: Yeah. that That's everything I've heard about him as well. And, mm-hmm. and I want to talk now our big three H questions. We can kind of go through these rapid fire here. Uh, Chad, and this is something we've done with every player that's come through here. So we'll start off here with your highlight. What's your greatest highlight in your college career?
4: You know, I think, I think, I think probably you know scoring the go-ahead touchdown against Texas. I think that was just a great feeling. That was our first home game um, against a number eleven Texas team that came in here, and and I thought you know just being able to to score a touchdown late in the game to give our team the best chance to win. I think that was. That was a great feeling for us and, and run to the sidelines, seeing you know, your all your friends. is just awesome.
3: OK, so during that same time, what would you say has been your greatest
4: hardship that you've had to overcome? Definitely transferring. That was that was a really tough experience. But I think um, I'm the player I am today because of it. It made me tougher mentally and, and um, it made me get better at my craft. All right. Last one is uh, your hero. Who's your hero? Um, you know, I think that's a, that's a tough question because I I can't really pick one. I'd say my parents for sure. Um, just because of how much they've sacrificed for me to be where I am now. Um, that was just, just knowing growing up and, and understanding the sacrifices that they had to make. Just, it, it just, it's, it's really cool. So um, definitely them last thing I hit you on before we let you go, uh, over mm-hmm. your
0: shoulder, over your right shoulder, there's a guy wearing number eight, holding the ball. Uh, can you tell yeah. us who that is?
4: It's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He was pretty Aaron good. Huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> You'd be he's okay. A... If you got drafted and got to play <laughs> with him. Yeah. He's a great quarterback. Yeah, definitely. Ah, that's not a bad
0: idea. All right, Chad, thank you so much for joining us, man. Wish you the best of luck. Look forward to following you on your journey.
4: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Cool.
0: Chad Hanson, Bucky, interesting story because if if there's – and there's a chance Davis Webb sneaks into the back end of the first round. I know you didn't see much action last
3: year, but the year before, but you're talking about a guy that's been around two first-round quarterbacks in two years. Pretty unique. Pretty unique, pretty remarkable. He has come on like game busters. That final season at Cal was outstanding. Uh, surprised at his times. I thought he ran fast because on tape he played much faster. Vertical threat. Uh, I think it's interesting that he talked about Jordy Nelson and Larry Fitzgerald Talks about how he sees himself. Maybe he's a little bit of a possession receiver with some big play potential.
0: Yeah, I think when you talk about where he's going to go, I would say probably mid to late second round, uh, potentially gets into that third round area. I think that's where you'll see him go off the board, but a chance to be a really good pro. Uh, Another wide receiver I think is going to go early in the second round at worst. Bucky, a really, really good football player. Zay Jones from East Carolina. You talk about production, this kid has it. And I'll tell you what, not just production, he's got a lot of personality, as you'll find out here. Uh, This is our interview with Zay Jones from East Carolina. Let's bring in one of the top receivers in this draft class. That's East Carolina's Zay Jones, who I'm sure in the time I'm introducing him, I think he caught four more balls uh, based (laughs) off what he did this year. Uh, Zay, how's it going, man? You're repping ECU there with the
1: shirt? Yeah, I sure am. It's going good. How are y'all doing?
0: Uh, We're doing great, man. I got to tell you, you know, watched you on tape during the fall, and I saw a million catches. You had 150-plus catches. But I just remember going through my notes and saying, man, I wish they would let this dude get downfield. And then I could yeah. see you go to the Senior Bowl, and, and you kind of took over from that point. Was that, was that yeah. exciting for you to get down there and get to, to stretch your legs a little bit and get verbal? Yeah, it
1: was. It was. And, you know, I wasn't playing 100 snaps um, a game. <laughs> so it was just fun to get out there and compete, uh, do multiple things, stretch the field a little bit, and, and play with some, some NFL guys.
3: You know, and and talking about that Senior Bowl experience, I don't want to say you were off the grid, but you certainly won the standouts coming out of the week and the game. What was your goal going into the Senior Bowl? What did you want to show scouts that you were able to do?
1: That I'm just a complete football player, um, that I can compete at a high level, uh, that I am a a dominant wide receiver, that I'm not not just a product of a system, um, that I can stretch the field, that I can beat man man press, um, go up and compete and catch the ball and just – just do everything. And I just want to remove all doubt.
0: You had the momentum going. I mean, from coming out of the senior bowl, then you go to the combine and you ran plenty fast there and had, had a great time there in Indianapolis. I mean, can you feel it? We talk about it from the outside looking in, you know, just feel like someone just kind of moving up and up and up. Could you get the sense of that? Just with the excitement of the teams you were talking to, like, okay, I think I'm, I think yeah. I'm moving up a little bit here.
1: Most definitely. I felt like I was just building momentum. It was a snowball effect. Um, I was just trying to check things off the list, just focusing on the next thing that I had. Um, in the order it was a senior bowl, then the combine, then my pro day. So, I mean, I'm just trying to go out there and just show people that, you know, I am who I say I am,
3: you know, and in, in, in thinking about that because I think a lot of times it gets lost, uh, in the process to be able to focus on the next task. So you go senior bowl, you have the combine, then you have pro days. At the pro days and private workouts, what have been some of the things that you're still trying to check off the list?
1: You know, just, just constantly trying to improve my game all around, you know, you never stop working, um, I, I told I told some people, you know, some guys are going to get complacent uh, with what they've done, but me, I haven't. You know, I'm always just trying to get better, always trying to find an extra, an extra thing in my game that I can improve on um, day in and day out.
0: Have you heard uh, any comparisons of players, or is there one that comes to your mind? Because when I watch you, I think of last year's class and Michael Thomas coming out of Ohio State, who to me was just he was the best route runner in last year's yeah. draft and in hindsight I should have rated him even higher than I did but you talk about somebody that just understands how to play the game has that size and physicality but just a real precise route runner is there is there a player that comes to mind <coughs> that you study you want to model yourself after
1: you know there's no particular person uh, Michael Thomas I think is a great comparison though I have a lot of respect for his for his game and what he's done but I'm a I'm a fan of football I try to try to take bits and pieces from everyone's game I mean I know Mike called a, a bunch of balls this year, and I'm trying to emulate that and do the same thing that he's doing. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just going to go be Zay. I'm just going to do my thing um, inside and outside receiver, whatever it is, whatever coaches ask me to do, I'm going to go be dominant.
3: You know, you're a rarity because you are kind of involved in the family business. I guess for the yeah. Jones, that's that's what y'all do. Y'all play football. Your dad played. Uh, your uncle Jeff played. Your older brother Caleb is playing um, what have you learned from watching guys in your family move on to the National Football League and have success, and what lessons have they been able to kind of convey to you? Yeah,
1: I've learned so much. Um, even though my dad played years ago, there, there's still things relevant to today. Um, and my dad just told me, you know, just, just attack each and every day. Uh, enjoy the process. Uh, y- you know, I'm just watching these highlights right here. That's pretty cool. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, he, he's just, just such an influential uh, person in my life. Um, and he told me, Isaiah, whatever you do, just be the best at it, you know, put your head down and work. Um, and then having my brother play uh, more currently, he always just says, Isaiah, just be yourself. Just go be Zay. Don't try to be anyone else. Just be yourself. And things are going to happen for you. Uh, and then I got my younger brother, Levi, who just committed to the USC Trojans. So I'm excited to watch him um, play in the near future.
0: Now, how did how did you end up at wide receiver, by the way? Because Levi is going to play linebacker at SC. Oh, and your, dad, your dad, yeah, he's a big dude. Your dad obviously has you know, three Super Bowl rings as a, as a linebacker, but somehow you ended up skirting out and, uh, and going over the offensive side yeah. of the ball. How'd that happen? Yeah,
1: I don't know what happened to me and Caleb, both being receivers. Um, I guess since my mom has some, some good hands, uh, she passed <laughs> it down to us, so we became the wideouts of the family.
3: No, nah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a pretty good deal. But also, like, your Uncle Jeff, And uh, having been around Jeff and watching him throw the ball and he had his son, Emory, and things, what have you been able to get from him? Because he also dibbles and dabbles in coaching a little bit as well.
1: Well, Uncle Jeff can still throw the ball. He threw out my brother's pro day last year. So, I mean, he's got an arm. Um, You know, he's played in the league for 14 years. And then, you know, uh, Emory, of course, played for uh, uh, Auburn and then went on to play for the Rams for a little bit. So, I mean, I'm learning for all of my family, you know, just just how to be a pro, how to be a complete player, and how to go out and compete at a high level.
0: Well, one of the things I want to get to here, before we get to your highlight hardship and hero, you're probably uh, better equipped to answer this question than anybody, and that is that East Carolina barbecue versus that Texas barbecue, what's
1: better? (laughs) Ooh,
3: come on now. A little vinegar, a little vinegar. I know that North Carolina barbecue now.
1: Um, You know what? I love, I love, ECU, but I'm a Texas boy at heart, and I think the Texas barbecue is oh better.
0: Wow. Such a disappointment. ECU
1: fans don't throw me for that.
0: <laughs> B- Bucky just dropped you about four spots. Oh he just dropped God. you about four spots on his list. Oh,
1: vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> it is a little vinegary. I got to be honest. I, when I went down there, the first time, I had it was acquired taste for that Carolina oh barbecue. God, just a little bit about? of an acquired. What Bridges. A sandwich? I went down a little to. The Slaw on it? Uh, oh, yeah. There's a place I mean, called
1: wait. There's some places here that have some good barbecue, though. I'm not going to lie, like Parker, Parker's barbecue and 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 those things. So it is good, but I would prefer the Texas barbecue.
0: Yeah, that was my look when I went to scout at East Carolina. It was the finding the right players was secondary. I was like, I go try some of this barbecue that I've you know been hearing comes about. To eating, with you. yeah. I, Bucky makes fun of me because I know I know all the best place to eat at every college from scouting. Uh, all right, greatest highlight of your career. What 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 is it?
1: It would have to be. Uh, breaking the all time NCAA receptions record. Uh, I had my entire family there. It was my senior night. Um, just an emotional night for me. Justin Hardy was also there to, um, kind of hand over the crown and torch to me. And, um, it was just a moment that I won't ever forget.
3: What has been the greatest hardship that you've had overcoming your collegiate career?
1: The greatest hardship. Um, I would say, shoot, that's tough. I would say just, you know, we had some down years, um, Sometimes, you know, we had a lot of coaching staff changes and a lot of quarterback changes. And those are tough things to, to go through, especially being a wide receiver. You know, different guys throwing to you, um, different coordinators. Um, but somehow I just continued to work and stayed consistent. So that would be the hardship of all the changes in there. All right. How about your hero? Heroic moment? Is that what no, you're saying? How about
0: just a hero person, an individual that's been kind of your hero?
1: Oh, definitely my father, for sure. Um, just the things that he's done um, growing up where he grew up in Blackstone, Virginia, and for him to develop as a young man and and win three Super Bowls um, and play for 10 years in the NFL is just something that's truly phenomenal. So it would have to be my dad for sure. All
0: right, last question before we let you run. We've got two of your dad's former teammates that work here, and Deion Sanders and Michael Irvin. You only get to pick oh, one. Sorry. Who's your dude? Oh, Michael
1: Irvin for sure. <laughs> I pick a <laughs> I'm, right. going, I'm, going, I'm going Mike for sure. All
0: right, you go Playmaker. Okay, I'll let Playmaker know. <laughs> nice, day, nicely done. Zay, hey, man, best of luck. Uh, we can't wait to see where you end up going and following you uh, as you uh, embark on your career. Like Bucky said, it's the family business.
1: Man, thank you so much. It means a lot. I appreciate
0: it. Bucky, that's about as likable a guy as we've had. We've got a lot of players on this on this show this year in the run-up to the draft. I don't know anybody has a better personality than Zay Jones.
3: Lots of personality, lots of juice, bigger uh in terms of his game. His game supersedes that, but he is an outstanding player. A nice person. I really like the kid.
0: Yeah, you just you're not digging his taste in barbecue.
3: But that hey, that is not digging that though. You can't be perfect. You can
0: poke holes in all these guys. His is barbecue selection. Yeah. Um all right, Buck, let's talk about some mid round edge rushers. We 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 see this every year. We see guys like a Marcus Golden. Uh not first round players, but they come in and have an immediate impact. Uh I've got some guys on my list. I know you've got yours as well. Let's jump into that. I'm gonna go Keontae Davis from U T Chattanooga is somebody I think you're going to see in that probably fourth round, maybe even in the fifth round range. But when you watch him, I see a little bit of a Jabal Sheard because you talk about some power uh, to really, really push the pocket. Plays with good effort. Um, You see him here against Alabama. Made a couple plays in that game, which was nice to see, as well as Tennessee. So when the competition stepped up, he stepped his game up.
3: Very impressive to watch on tape. I like first-step quickness, his burst, and the ability to finish. You like to see these guys step up when they play big-time competition. Didn't look out of place when he had an opportunity to do that. Because of that, you feel good. The guy that I'm going with, how about Demarcus Walker from Florida State? For whatever reason, he's kind of been – We haven't talked about him at all in the process, but every time I turn on the tape, he just continues to knock quarterbacks around. There you see the stats, 24-and-a-half tackles for loss, 16 sacks, second most in FBS, and in those big games when they needed someone to close out the game, he was able to do so. I know he's a bit of a tweener. He's not an outstanding athlete, but there's something to be said for guys who just have a skill – his skill is being able to get home. He's going to find a way to be successful as a pro.
0: I like that one. All right, my next one here, Bucky, and I'm going to have a song for this one because last episode I talked about I like Jake Button. I cannot lie. Uh-huh. Uh So now we've got Mr. Hendrickson from FAU, and I'm just going to go. That's why we tray. Trey Trey Trey. You need to Trey just to make it today. Uh, anyways, that's I'm a big Trey Hendrickson fan. You talk about somebody that has production a little bit, a little bit straight line, a little bit stiff. Uh, but, man, he knows how to rush the passer. Great with his hands. Had a phenomenal week at the East-West Shrine game. I think that's where he upped his stock. Third round wouldn't shock me. You might even get him in the fourth round. I think he's going to be a good pro.
3: Hey, very good at the East-West Shrine game. Show flashes being able to take over the game as an edge rusher. I absolutely like that. They got it also like small school guy. How about Terrell Basham from Ohio? Great name. Look, Mac Defensive Player of the Year has a knack for getting to the quarterback. Great instincts and intangibles. Nice hand skills. Has some power off the edge. More importantly, I just like the way that he is able to get home. I think those skills translate to the National Football League. He's going to be a nice, solid sack artist for someone who comes out of a mid-round selection yeah so your
0: team's out there you need an edge rush you need somebody to make an impact you don't necessarily have to do that in the first round we've given you four names we think are going to be pretty productive players outside that round number one all right one of the fun things we've been doing this spring is we've been getting scouting stories from general managers and we've kind of put it to animation we've all been there done that we've got our road dog stories from the road and we thought we'd get these from the general managers and you got a great one Bucky from Chris Greer of the Miami Dolphins enjoy
2: I was going to see uh, Antonio Brown at uh, Central Michigan, so uh, I fly from Fort Lauderdale. It's a three-hour flight, and I jump in a rental car and it's the old GPS. And I put it in, I punch in uh, Mount Pleasant, Michigan. So it says like two and a half hours. So take off driving across Michigan. I'm looking out. I'm like, oh, this is you know pretty dreary. And I'm like, I don't see any signs for the university. So I'm driving along, and all of a sudden it's like destination will be in like five minutes. And I'm like. Oh, all right. So I'm like two and a half hours. So this is like five and a half hours in my trip now. And so I pull up and I says, you've arrived at uh, Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And it's literally like this hill and like a little park. And I'm like, oh my God. So I like grabbed the thing. I <laughs> it. Like, so mad. I'm like, I just literally drove across the state of Michigan to see a hill. And now I got to drive an hour and 45 minutes back to the university. And I'm just like, oh my God. So did you get a chance to see him though? yeah I, oh because it was a sunday but i spent all day sunday driving across but yeah but uh, i probably gave him too low of a grade because i was mad <laughs> going in there
0: <laughs> that is that is phenomenal Bucky. Yeah, we all have them i remember going um and, and getting directions to temple to go watch to go to temple Ooh. practice well they have a downtown campus so i'm pulling in and i'm like in the middle of downtown philadelphia and i see a big tall building that says you know high rise it says temple and i'm going there's no way they have a football field around here. Where the heck are these guys going to practice? Yeah, it turns out there's obviously a, another campus. I was in the, in the wrong spot. So we've all made that mistake. Ah, uh, that's funny. It was a great story. Ah, yeah. oh, Chris is Chris is a good dude and in a great story. All right, wait, full show. I said it was a buckle the seatbelt show,
3: Bucky. I what? mean, we have everything in the show. Everything in the show. I don't think you can get anything else in.
0: Yeah, but if you want some more, you can check out the the Move the Sticks podcast because we're going to have a lot more uh, content for you there. You can check out all of our videos on YouTube. You can go to nfl.com slash Video for all those GM stories uh, as well as a bunch of other content. So we've got you covered there. But that's going to do it for this episode. Once again, DJ Bucky, Move the Sticks, presented by the U.S. Marine Corps.
2: We'll see you next time.